Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Invaluable. Oh, yeah, no worries. When you were telling the shells to depart, um, there was shadows. I literally almost thought somebody had come in my door. But there was shadows in my hallway, and um, there was, there was sh- a shadow that moved up against my dresser when you were saying the, uh, the names of the kleepot. Those weren't kleepot at all. Those were knock-in words and, oh. and angels. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They, they, you see what, it's funny that you felt, that you felt this, like, that you're thinking kleepot because that's what people don't get about the Anakian spirits or angels. Mm-hmm. They're very, that's what I mean. That's remember yeah. you were saying before, like, but they're angels. You were yeah. saying, and I was like, they're not really angels. How you think of Enochian beings? Uh-huh. Um, they're like a bit darker. Is not really the right word, but it's the best word we have for them. Yeah, because they're not unclean spirits, but they are they're, very low. Yeah, like very close to the physical plane. And so when you do Enochian, it's just very, very real and very immediate. And so doing the SIRP, those I was using the Enochian names of the three secret names of God born upon each of the banners, as well as the Enochian tablet of union name for each of those elements, and then calling through those the mm-hmm. divine, highest divine names. So I was doing yod heh in the east for air with, uh, while tracing the air, Kerub, and then then Elohim for is a higher divine name. Normally for fire, we use yod hivav hitzavayot for fire. But okay. in, in the SIRP and in the Watchtower, you use the higher layer of the divine name uh-huh. for fire, which is Elohim. Then for water, it's just El, just uh-huh. El. And then for earth, it's Adonai. And those are the Caribbean sort of divine names. And you pull that current through the Enochian names of, say, Exarpe. So are you, are you calling upon the Caribbean? You're calling on all, you're, you're like using Everything. all the big names, yeah. the big names in the arsenal to just completely pull in the macrocosmic force uh-huh. into the microcosm of the person, which is why we both feel super high right now. Uh, yeah. And we went from being maybe even a little tired before we started yeah. all of this at the relaxation meditation to now feeling like I know. this is I the cleanest like... drug yeah. you've ever imagined. Uh-huh. And I feel like a crazy person a little bit. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Don't you feel like slightly... And you know what this is actually called? This, you know what this is actually called? This is called ecstasy. 
Yeah. That's what this is. This is ecstasis. Exactly. Yeah. This is divine ecstasy. Okay. And it's what it feels like. You're just like, like I'm not jittery. I'm not, I'm just, well, it's borderline jittery. It's just fucking power of God. Okay. How, how, well, I don't know how else to describe it. But yeah. I really enjoyed our communion with Tahuti after the invocation. Uh-huh. Like, um, I tried not to ask him stupid questions like I always do, but... I felt very proud at a point. Like, like almost, like, not, not... Yeah, proud. I felt unstoppable. I felt godly. I, like, I had my eyes closed and I took a breath and I opened them and I felt my eyes glowing. Yeah. Like, uh, like... You are glowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was truly... The whole awesome. room's glowing. I want to learn that ritual. <laughs> I have Regardi's books. It's just he's not very good at um, talking you through his... Talking you through the work. You see, yeah, I just don't know if I could ever do what we just did for two hours had someone not shown me how to do it. Like, and that's the question with studying on your own, learning on your own. It's like, I just don't know. Um, I just don't know. And, and either way, like, you know, people are, we're trying, we're all trying, we're all in this together. We're all trying to help each other out and, and learn as best we can, especially in these strange times where temples are closed and yeah. people can't travel. So I don't know. The more of this, the better, the more invocation of light and love and truth and knowledge and beauty and all of that. What are you doing? I'm gonna move your book off. As the most enlightened magician ever said, "Do what thou wilt." <laughs> yeah. The most enlightened magician <laughs> ever. As he said, "If you think me holy, call me Crowley. If you think me foully, call me Crowley." <laughs> he said that. Interesting. All right. Um, oh. Uh, so oh, tell me more sorry. about your experience. No, tell me more about your experience. Just let me because we're we're this we're recording first. this for posterity, and it might it might incur. You know, I don't know. I don't know if if all this recording and video stuff really helps anyone, but it's very cool that you are down with it. Uh, oh, for sure. Because it's you know, well, honestly, not everyone gets to do what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, recording is it. Uh, a very easy way to journal, especially if you're like on the spot. Um, for example, if you're doing like the an LIRP and or a communication with one of the archangels, yeah. say Ariel. Um, sometimes coming He's out sort of, of my when you come out of that state, you do know what was um, what was said, what was communicated during that time. But coming out of that state and trying to write everything down can be very difficult. So um, recording it is a good way to get it out there. Even when I was starting out one or two years ago, I remember reading in, like, Cunningham and all these other books, like... um, a nice warm drink after ritual it's beautiful mm-hmm. our preparation was almost an hour by the way the whole preparatory uh, work I checked it like that time oh. from from come from relaxation meditation through middle pillar that was an hour how long did the ritual take all together the second part the second part the second part is when time vanishes like yeah. did you notice like during yeah. well there was that moment in the invocation of Thoth where like 
yeah, part of my consciousness even sort of slipped away. Even though invocation is just prayer, it's like radical prayer. Uh-huh. And when I do invocate, if I do an invocation of God, of course I'm going to allow a little bit of what some would like to call aspecting to take place or what in the GD we call contact work. So like there's a certain portion of myself I allow just to move aside and let thought take the wheel a little bit, especially when the part of the invocation comes up where thought is speaking as thought. Behold, I'm yesterday, today, and the brother tomorrow. And like you can't help but have like your voice shifts to sort of be whatever it's flowing through you, and like even your mannerisms control the whole energy. But that's when like things glitch for me, and like I don't feel, yeah, I feel like I'm fully in sacred space. Like yeah. what Eliada, Mercia Eliada would call like uh, a tempiori, like outside of time. You're no yeah. longer in a, in a temporal oh. reality. Oh, what is and, that called again? And the reality around us just was like, we are, we've entered partly into a different kind of existence. Yeah. And there are these beings that are very active and open there, especially since we did the Supreme invoking ritual, the pentagram with all these Enochian forces being pulled in. Like that just is going to make an invocation like way more powerful. And I felt it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, it was really amazing. Um, And for those who don't know, we put our requests that we did divinations on to see if they were accurate or or good requests worth doing um, under the Tablet of Union or on the Tablet of Union to have Thoth take care of those things for us. And uh, through a mixture of supplication, invocation, commandment, and just like, that's the thing. I think when you're really contacting these beings, these spirits, for lack of a better word, because words really do fail you. They're, I, they're, when they they're do. there, you're just like, ah, what? Uh, you know, they're there, they're there. And it's not about, like, anyone who debates, I think, whether it's um, commandment or enticing or feeding, I, that's not it. Like, you've yeah. got to realize, like, you have to go through all these stages and have them interplay in such an ecstatic way that, that something happens. At first, at first, when you were giving those commandments, I almost felt like intimidated. Um, I felt like a little bit of worry, but then this, like you say, a glitch started happening where it was like a weird back and forth reflection between Thoth and I. It was like this, like a Thoth was like in me, but I was looking at Thoth still. And then that's why, like, I felt the light in my eyes is because yeah. Thoth was there as well. I don't know. It was very strange. I felt like a, a true connection with... It feels very physical is what is weird, right? How physical yeah. it feels like. Um, but I didn't feel like he That's was offended by those commandments after I... Well, because and I feel you're like, sort of not <laughs> saying them to him. You're saying them as him uh-huh. or with yes, him. Yes. But, like... Beyond this separated view of reality of what is this, what is yeah. this, like that, that's just gone. Like that whole I and self and other uh-huh. is just gone at yes. that point. It's gone, and it, all there is is an interplay of ecstatic forces just like shaking through all of existence. And you are at the beginning of the universe, and you're at the end, and at the middle, all at the same time. And you are the God, the God is you, but you are nothing, and the God is everything, but you are all, and the God is nothing, just a servant. But you are just then, the next thing you know, you're prostrate before this divine being and having a chit-chat. Um, 
I always, I always do like to ask Thoth a few stupid questions and, and get, 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 it's not yelled or screamed at. It's just like this shake is a feeling of like power over me of the God, like either laughing or like beaking me in the head. Humility. It's, it's just, it's like, cause, cause you know, we are his children. We yeah. are his children. We're the children of magic and he is the, the God of magic and, and we need his help. And we give him our love, and he loves us, even if he is. I really can't wait to uh, experience this with more people. Or even just next time we do ISIS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we end up bawling our eyes out for a couple hours. And I like. Uh, it's Tahuti, so we're it, we're feeling Tahitian right now. We're feeling very wordy, very intellectual. We want to talk about it. We want to dialogue about it. We want to be like, oh, but this is just break it down, and then it's all one. And it's like, oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wonder, I'm trying to think of a space where we could do this with no limitations in volume and performance. Spaces are good. There is a rec room here in this, it's separate from the building itself right behind it and it used to be a pool hall and somebody who lives here now uses it as a wood shop but I'm pretty sure if I talked to my landlady she would let me use it once in a while. There's definitely a couple other magicians in town I know who would like to do some ecstatic ritual work who, who might be you know there's of course the I feel- we got the restrictions of COVID and all that but like we don't actually have to, uh, no one needs to hug it out after the ritual or we can all stay distant. Like if you do, yeah, if, of course. if you learn, if you're, if, especially if you have four or five people in a temple space, ritual movement keeps you in a certain spot. Like you can imagine how we would have moved uh-huh. in, this, in this beautiful space that you really do. You're, you're right. Your place is set up for ritual work. Uh, it was very easy for us to make a, a very yeah charged space but like you imagine if you're three people how the movements are and you keep these geometric shapes and it's very powerful um you just sort of trained initiates are beautiful in the way they move with once they're experienced in temple work it's a it's a powerful thing just the movements of the bodies and the the voices fucking love magic (laughs) i do too um that feeling of ecstasy is it reminds me a lot of my practices in Celtic shamanism. And um, the thing about um, my experiences in Celtic shamanism is that I never got to achieve my full branch, my full gold branch. I also didn't create my sacred space, which needs to be created somewhere in nature. And you need to get... Yeah, because you do a lot of witchcraft. I do, yeah. 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 We should um, explore that too someday. Uh-huh. I love, I um, love it. <laughs> but the ritual that we just did is very similar to um, the ritual to descend to the underworld or ascend to the overworld. And um, the feeling, that feeling of ecstasy. And I guess, like, even in Greek um, mythology, they said that it was the god Pan that created, that caused madness within people when they went and danced in the woods naked. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I've only... I've only felt that once before. 
and it wasn't, it wasn't like this. This is definitely, this is what it is, right? Yeah. 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 I felt, I don't know, um, I know next time to not go into it with fear. I felt it. Well, you, yeah, you, you, you hadn't, you, you know, even though you I were... I had no idea even, what I was doing. Yeah, so. no, well, you, you know, that's the thing, like, um, as great as, as the correspondence schools and orders are, like... We all know everyone who's everyone who's who's done temple training knows that there's only so much you can probably communicate over a distance, and I don't know. That's why I'm doing little recordings here and there and, and trying sure. to trying to help people because um, thank I you think for I doing think, that. Oh, thank yeah. you. I mean, that's why I didn't feel connected with the Golden Dawn tradition before is because I had no one here to practice, and I was being told to do everything over a computer and. I don't want a computer to be my teacher. Well, you 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 were you were out of that order long enough that I felt us doing some magic together wasn't gonna like um, wasn't a pull away from anything. You were all no, you were very, you for a long time have been back doing just your own thing. So it's yeah. like we're just friends doing magic. That's it. That's all there is uh-huh. to it. And then uh, if anyone else is around who wants to do magic, like fucking why why would we say no? Because it's so cool. Yeah. Right? It's so cool. Exactly. Like, could you imagine, like, next time we do the same intense initial hour and a half, and then afterwards we pull out, like, a scrying bowl or scrying mirror, and then, like, call some really unique spirit or even a fairy-type spirit uh-huh. or any kind of spirit we want. We call that spirit down and, like, use every grimoire reference to it. We have every little thing we have to try and get it to show up in a crystal uh-huh. and then ask it how we can communicate better with it in the next time and it'll teach us to draw a sigil and then we all draw those sigils for ourselves and then we can communicate with more. It's like the scrying is really fun and there's a very fun uh, scrying technique when you work in hermetic magic with an operator so one person sits down and you can even just take turns and switch switch shift and so what you would sit down say to start staring at so the scrying I device. would be the medium. Yeah, the uh, scryer. Yeah. But this, then the operator directs you, directs you entirely so that you don't have to focus on any projective energy. You just become a single channel and, and you just do what you're, you're told essentially. And you, you know, the guidance really, and it's just very, it's I've so looked, much easier yeah. to do it that way. Like I do a I've lot of scrying. This, I've studied this yeah, before. I do so much scrying on my own and it's really, it is challenging to, is. to be, to do it on your own. Cause you, you have to sort of keep track and write as you go. You have uh-huh. to write the question, scry the question, write the answer. So you're being both things. It's tough. It's something it is. that's Fortunately, it's my forte, but it's way easier when you're working as a scryer. And I actually love being a scryer. I love being a scryer too. And once you sort of see that operator scryer role, like you got one person being the magus, one person being the scryer, it's you can get some amazingly clear communications from the spirits, whatever spirits you're drawing into the crystals. Then I, of course, use the trithemian method, same as pretty much everybody. But so, but I also like to work with the copper scrying. From what I remember, the circle is cast, and then within a triangle is where the... No, that's evocation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you can use that for scrying as well, but you don't really need to. When you're, when, when you're dealing with a triangle, you're putting the triangle outside the circle. Yes. Because you're going for, for physical evocation there, mm-hmm. and you're looking for disturbances and stuff. You're yeah. looking You're looking for a whole bunch of other stuff. And, um, and the, most of the advice would say, don't even try that in yeah, an apartment I building. I know. Um, 
Uh, but, but again, like, you know, it's magic experiment, do what thou wilt. And, uh, you know, there just was a form. be safe about it. Like, could you, here's the thing. Like some people think it's very dangerous, but could you imagine us evoking into a triangle Oh God! Outside of the circle, but <laughs> after doing what we just did with Thoth, imagine having all that energy running through you. It doesn't really feel like you're going to take any crap no, from of any course, spirit. Of like, not. like after, the spirit isn't that. talking to you; uh-huh. it's talking to Tahuti. Yeah. What the fuck's it going to do to you? It's not going to do. Like, it might do something to us, but it's not us. It's uh-huh. Tahuti. Yeah. We are Tahuti. Like, mess with Tahuti? No, you can't mess with Tahuti. You can't. It's just the force, the current that we had in that circle. It's starting to, like, fade a little, but not that much. You can, you know, it's like we're chilling out a bit, but it's still there. Yeah. And the the SIRP is still active. The in, Supreme Invoking uh-huh. is still active, and you can really feel yeah, it. Yeah, you can. That Inokian stuff is just, it's no joke. Yeah, I can't. It may be made up, but it's no joke. I can't, I can't wait to uh, get into it more. Like, I've just... I've held myself. Oh my God, they had a copy of the um, the like it was like all of the journals of John D. and it was on Amazon for like eighty fucking dollars. Oh, there's a lot of versions of that. Yeah. Do you know how much it's worth now? Oh, is this the hardcover Klein Klein version? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my worth buddy like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, miss you missed it. You got to get those things when they come out, I when know. they're hot. You really got to. Yeah. That's how I built such a valuable library over 25 years. But it's kind of like, like, I find the prices of books tend to shift. The Benham Book of Palmistry was one of my textbooks in the course that I took. And it used to be worth $900. I bought the book myself when I started my course at Quantlin. Um, I bought it for seven hundred. It went up to nine hundred. Now it's down to nineteen dollars. So, oh, what the hell? I just bought. Um, I wouldn't sell it with uh, with sell uh, it, no matter how expensive it was. I just, I just got the um, Stephen Skinner uh, techniques of Solomonic magic from Doctor Stephen Skinner. Uh, one of he had a little sort of sale. Uh-huh. It was still like couple hundred bucks Canadian, but it was sort of sale of so a limited hand bound one or 200 copies of his techniques of Solomonic magic in leather. And that's on its way from the Malaysia or wherever he lives and stuff. So oh, I look forward to doing awesome. hardcore grimoire work. It's the wow, first valuable so book cool. I've bought since my library was stolen. So I'm very excited to actually have a, a nice book. I mean, I, well, I have a, a 1915 WB Yeats book, but like generally most of my first editions are gone. So it's exciting to have a book that I'll, that's in like nice leather that I'll actually use, you know, I'm that I can actually sure. like use and, and get into this grimoire stuff. Cause I always put off the grimoire stuff. I, I was never a grimoire person. I was always like a focus on the basic sort of person, do a lot of tatwas, do a lot of path working and uh, invocation. Um, this is one of my favorite copies of that. Oh, that's beautiful. If you, if you look at the the front, oh, you'll this see. is this is the the yeah yeah. yeah but yeah. there's even the map in there where You've got the tetragrammaton yeah. on the cover in in blazing. Is this the um? What version is this? Um, I got it for like three hundred bucks. <laughs> this, is, this is um yeah this is uh, George Dane new translation from the German or Stephen Guth, uh with a uh, of Abermellon. Forward by Lon Milo. 
Yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah, I love how the maps are in there. And yeah, uh, I, I really, really want to get a copy of this one for uh-huh. sure. I might do this in the spring. Do what? This ritual. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So the problem is, if I do do this starting in the spring, whether whether I do it with Aaron Leach's supervision or not, or whether I use an, a different manuscript tradition that isn't public and a friend of a friend has like a from who's a curator at the British Library and has a other whatever however I do do the Abermelon um, the problem if I do do the Abermelon from from this spring to, for six months is I can't do any other ritual work yeah. that entire time which includes any of my Celtic mystery stuff or any teaching uh-huh. stuff so I'm, I'm hesitant to do it and I've always been hesitant to do it but I think it might be a fun thing you know about the debate about the Holy Guardian Angel right? Um, what's the There's debate? A, the debate that, that the term has for a long time been used as sort of a synonym for the higher self or the whole higher genius or the true self or the true will or, or whatever. But there's people now who say that those things are not the holy guardian angel and that you don't know your holy guardian angel at all unless you've done the full Abermelon successfully. Uh-huh. And that really... Well, um, Alison Chikoski really said it well. She said that would be taking the term holy guardian angel interpreting it strictly as a grimoire angel saying it's the spirit that comes from doing that that grimoire yeah. which is one way to see it but the problem with seeing that it that way I, it almost makes more sense to me that we wouldn't call the abramelin angel the holy guardian angel that we would then call it just the abramelin angel yeah. because the term holy guardian angel has become so conflated with higher self true will a higher genius, right? Like, well, which is what I we think, all have. I we all have Howie a higher made self. the mistake of um, uh, mixing up. Just one mistake. He only made one. Just only one. Um, uh, mixing up like, like holy guardian angel with higher genius, and uh, so it did create some confusion. But I don't case. think he made that mistake, and I don't even think it's a mistake. You but don't like think so. the it's Golden Dawn talked about their system as being something that led you to knowledge and conversation with your holy guardian angel. So I think uh-huh. they took that term and said the the degree of self knowledge we bring you to through these initiations into Tiferet is to lead you to knowledge and conversation with your higher self, your true will, your your true self, your higher genius, whatever that the you know, the greater neshama, the arik anpin of the Kabbalah. So they they saw their system as being designed to put you in self touch with that 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 greater the supernals of your yeah. own being, and they also happened to use the phrase holy guardian angel to refer to that. Now, but then so the grimoire think- tradition popularizations came along recently, and people started really doing the whole Abermelon ritual and having profound results. So I'm trying to see it from their point of view. So imagine you've grown up, you've gone through the Golden Dawn, you're a senior adept, yeah. you you know your true will, you're in touch with your higher self, you you feel that you're becoming more and more every day part of more your true self, less your false self, and then you did the Abermelon ritual, and you were like holy shit, this is a distinct being I'm getting in touch with. I can sympathize with how those folks, and Aaron Leach is a prime example and a great example, because he really says, look, I did it, and it was something different. It was something different. So then the issue becomes a terminological one. 
do we keep calling the higher self the holy guardian angel or do we give up on that term and just let it go? The problem is it's hard to let it go because it's become so integrated into the Western occult traditions that people equate it with the whole higher self and the true will and blah, blah, blah. How, whether you break so those down in terms of Yahida, Hia, Nishama, Greater Nishama, Arikampen, or whatever. Kabbalistic terms that can muddy the waters in understanding what we're talking about. Because we do all have a true will. We do all have a higher self. But we might not all be in touch with that special guardian angel that comes from the Abermelon. And that's yeah. fine. So you can see the, the are problem. You, are you like, okay, so do you believe that um, our higher self, our highest self is our holy guardian angel? See or that? is it just a guy, like an assistant to get to our highest self? Like it, You hit the nail on the head there. You hit the, re- that it, you really hit the question on the head. So here's the thing. Like I have fuck. beings that I've been working <laughs> with since I was very young who I sense are guardian angel type beings, but they are also sort of higher self true will type beings, but they're not the same thing as my higher self true will. Uh-huh. I have beings in my life that have always, since I was very young, 13, 14, or about, yeah, and I have no names for them, and they're distinct beings, and I can work with them, and they feel like distinct beings when I work with them, but they do also sort of feel like my best self, my higher self, but they're not exactly the same. Is that the holy guardian angel? Well, if the holy guardian angel is defined as the being that's contacted by this particular grimoire ritual, then no, it's not that being. But if someone tells you, well, that's what that being and that feeling is, then you're going to equate it with that. So there's definitely multiple spirits that I think have close relationships with us in our in our soul's journey through this life. And we, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of what we're talking about here, the candles of our, our that's okay. Still within the circle, walk clockwise when you're in it. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not the biggest deal, but, but there's a... I was just a, checking the cushion. Yeah, no, I think the cushion's fine. It won't burn down the place. You're just enjoying it, eh? Yeah. Just enjoying the current walk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so many t- I just saw you do a full loop of this te- the ritual space, and that's what we often do. We'll be like, uh-huh. we'll do a few hours of ritual work, and then we're just like, you know, I just want to walk around for uh, yeah. um, a minute or an hour. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. You know, often we'll just sit down, and it, this, this is why Temple Tehuti ended up doing, like, we did so many six, 12, 24 hour ritual nights. We had two 24 hour ritual nights mandatory twice a year. And like part of it's a drag and tough, uh-huh. but like a lot of it's just like you're going, you're yeah. going through the ecstasy to an ecstasy and back to ecstasy. And yeah. then you're reading the new Testament for parts of it or some other devotional literature, whatever puts you in touch with that current. Then you're invoking the angel every hour on the hour. And it's like, what? This could almost be our, our podcast episode, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, little, or one of them. Probably one of the one of the best ones I've ever done. Like, I, I did a, I released a, I released. Oh yeah, because this is real. This is this is real. This is rapping about just doing crazy magic. Like, I have a couple yeah. other little bits of post ritual class, but not like post this kind of level of working. Like, this was a high level of working. Like when I actually. You know, rent the veil, did the call, the portal, and the, all that Nokian, you know, uh-huh. crossed the abyss, time held, back, not exist. held back, held back Karanzon, did all of that, 
pulled down the supernal light. Like mm-hmm. that's not something everyone does, and it always works because it works, and it's not something people have. I think often gone to hear to initiates chit chat about afterwards. Um, yeah, you know, this well, is the I kind mean, of stuff that usually we just the silence, keep. right? Well, well, we're not sharing what we did as yeah, our no, operations. Course, course. I'm not being like, yeah, oh, I wanted this. So that, so that's really the thing there. What we're sharing is this enthusiasm and joy. Like, uh-huh. like, like it's all just pure life. Like we're just high on life. <sighs> we're high on life. Yeah. Um, I, it's actually the ritual that we just did is actually inspiring me to fall back into the Celtic mysteries. And I can't imagine how that could be the case. I'm joking. Cause like, <laughs> I love the Celtic mysteries of course, but, um, that was very not Celtic what we just did, but I, I love that. I love that we worked with the God of the word. Who's, who's really like, like, you know, one of the phrases, the names in the golden dawn for invoke the invocation of Thoth is the invocation of the higher genius. Because Thoth very much is that energy of the higher genius. That's why we're both so airy and intellectual right now. But it's making you inspired to do something Celtic, which is awesome. Because you have some great Celtic books. Oh, yeah. The Penzac book is fucking awesome. uh Um, Yeah, that has inspired me to go and get my other elemental allies. And... um, uh, do a ceremony with all four of my elemental allies and so far I only have one from Earth but getting the other elementals in there would be really interesting um, from uh, from people who have achieved all four um, they talk about a state of ecstasy like that when working with them Fire is the most dangerous, though, because in order to gain an ally from the elements, you must become physically um, attuned to them. Mm. So you must be kissed by the flame, as they say. I love it. Like, one of my favorite things to do in, in a ritual environment like we just created, like, one of my, like we don't, you don't always have to go to the center of the altar and turn it into a big spirit event with the word of uh-huh. God through thought. You know, you can, you can take the SIRP or even just an LIRP uh-huh. um, and then go to a quarter, pick an element, right? And then what's really powerful is you focus on that element and do, do the prayers like you find them in Le- Lephus Levy. Yes. The, the prayers to I, the, the gnome settlement. Uh, I, so you, yeah. you do that prayer and just go ape shit on bringing in that elemental current. Do that prayer not just once. Do it a bunch of times. Then call you know the archangels facing in on you. And if you want, like you just like you can do that. And then you just make then everything becomes infused with that element: air, earth, fire, water. And then it's like, oh my god, I am in the kingdom of the gnomes. And you whip out your scrying tool, whatever that be, or just use a sigil. Or often, as is in the case of training through the golden dawn, that's when you pull out the tatwa of that place whether it's the primary tatwa or the sub-elemental tatwa, and you, you scry the tatwa or pathway the tatwa or astral travel and the spirit vision into that tatwa uh-huh. because this is a very harmonious environment. Like if we went back into the circle now 
and we went to a quarter and we did a prayer to that. <laughs> I know you're like we're like tripping out on the energy, right? Yeah, I yeah, can see it in your I'm face. You're just like you're like it's too much. <laughs> no, it's not too much. It's I not, love it. You just love it. it. You yeah. love it. I know. I see like another world behind you. It's very intriguing. Wunderbar. <laughs> So like, you know, you can, and then next thing you know, like that's like the often in classes, that's what we do is we like, then, then you got, then you go to a quarter, focus on that element, read the prayer or recite the prayer to those elemental beings, open up that watchtower through a great opening, redo the Enochian if you need to. And boom, you're traveling into the spirit realms of, of those fairies. Yeah. And that's super fun. Like going to all time. Super Alpine. fun. It's yeah. That's what it is. All right. Uh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we'll do much more virtual work. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I, I'm. Thank you so much for 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 inviting me over to do oh, virtual work. You're always welcome to come over here and do magic with me. <laughs> Good. It's 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 been a rough uh, it's been a rough year, as everyone knows. And to those listening, <sighs> you're not We're alone. Only 18 days into the year. You're not alone. <laughs> There's lots of love in the world. Let's uh, let's push through and. And make magic together because that's uh, that's the only thing that makes sense in this universe, right? Say bye, Sora. Good night. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.com co.uk that's hermetic science enterprises.co.uk and as a lot of you know i've uh, talked with the publisher lenny on the podcast before including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the patreon and uh seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of scott's discovery of witchcraft which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now, hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk.